Hey guys, welcome to the Tim Prevo Show. I am Tim Prevo. Um, I'm going to be coming on um, every so often just to talk about things that, you know, that are very important to me. And I want to be able to uplift people, change people's perspective in a way that, you know, makes them think that it's not just, it doesn't have to be one way all the time. There could be different ways of looking at things and we could still be able to get along and, and have, um, you know, good lives and, you know, be friends at the end of the day, hopefully. First thing um, I wanted to get into was about, um, I guess there's always like the debate about Black Lives Matter and the cycle of violence and in African-American communities and why, why, why is it that there's more violence in certain parts of, in, in certain parts of the country and not in other parts of the country Meaning, like, why is there more crime in black neighborhoods and not in other neighborhoods? And I want to break it down because I think a lot of people forget about the most important part of being um, um, violent. And a lot of times it's not just you're just a violent person because this is how you are. There's a lot of things that go into it that we don't ever talk about because, you know, it's, it's almost taboo to talk about certain things when it comes to being a black person in America. For instance, it's almost taboo to talk about trauma as a child. Like, we don't really talk about childhood traumas in, especially amongst black people, because it's almost like you have to be tough. And to be able to acknowledge trauma in your, in your life, it's almost like a level of you're not tough. You know what I'm saying? If you can admit that you had a traumatic childhood, and you look back on that childhood and you say, how many things that, that happened to your life that was not normal? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, there's a lot of things that happened to, in our lives, especially growing up poor and black, that a lot of people don't experience. And a lot of people can't even fathom these things happening as, like, regular days. For some of us, it's just a regular day. Drugs, violence, gang activity, um... Those are a lot of things that you just see that becomes part of the norm. And we're talking about children who are looking at these things, who are forming their own minds, and this is what they're seeing. This is what they're being exposed to. So even though you might not look at it as, like, I never look at my childhood as traumatic because it's just the way it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never said that was traumatic when my mom's house got raided. That was traumatic when we got we got robbed by, you know, by some kids that were, that ran up, they weren't kids; they were grown as adults. I'm a nine year old boy, and they ran up in the house and robbed us. And it wasn't traumatic in terms of like I didn't think I needed therapy for it. It wasn't like I had a talk with some counselors at school and said, "Yeah, my house got raided. My house, my mom got, you know, we got robbed." You know what I'm saying? Like I grew up in in around drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just part of the day. We just grew up around drugs. It made money for us, and this is what we did. And it wasn't even a thing. So a lot of kids, a lot of people grew up in these environments. So just being able to see that and then becomes a normalized part of your life. It's just normal in, in those neighborhoods. Drugs, violence, um, that's just part of being, that's just the way it is. You don't question why is it that we have drugs in our house? Why is it that there's a lot of violence in our neighborhoods as a, as a kid? 
you're just there and you're just dealing with it and you're living with it. Like, so it, it, but it forms who you become as an, as a young adult, especially as a teenager. So the most important part of our lives, um, men and women, but, but I think a lot of men, we, we, um, we form a lot of our judgments and opinions and how we're going to go in, in the future based on how our teenage years go. But our young childhoods affected our emotional state when we become teenagers. So that's why you see a lot of people, when they become teenagers, they start to act out or they start, that's when all the, the psychological um, diagnoses come along. When you're a teenager, you have puberty, something happens to your body when you have puberty, and then you become this person. You, become, you get bigger, you're, you're as big as an adult, but your mindset isn't quite at the adult level yet. So when you're experiencing a lot of things that most people would be like, that is crazy. It's, it's not crazy. It's just part of you and it forms you. So th there's no class in school. Like, especially when we grew up, there were no trauma counselors in school. And we didn't even talk about stuff like that because what are you going to talk about? Like, you're going to go to your parents and be like, hey, um, my mom's house got raided. We got evicted, so we got to go. I'm moving to a different neighborhood. Like, I don't know how to process that. You just, you just move on. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a few times, like, when I've gone to different neighborhoods and, like, depends on which gang was, was in that neighborhood, I had to run through the neighborhood because I wasn't trying to get jumped by gang members. And that's just a part of life. And this is in Chicago, which is a segregated city. To this day, it's still segregated. There's a little less segregation, but for the most part, Chicago is still very segregated. So, um... When you live in, in those environments, you, you, you start to form the fight or flight mechanism. And that becomes your dominant part of your, of your personality is flight, fight or flight. You know what I'm saying? So you're not looking at people as trustworthy. You're looking at people as, what is he going to do to try to hurt me? So then everything becomes fight or flight. So now I don't look at you as like my brother, even though you're a stranger. I look at you as a stranger who might potentially do something to me. And then what happens is you form allegiances with people in your cohort group where you live, and the dominant, the dominant group in your in your neighborhood is who you form allegiances with. So I always tell a story about like my cousins who lived in a different neighborhood. They came to my neighborhood, and I wasn't in a gang, but like my my, my neighborhood was a vice lord neighborhood. So my cousins, these, these the vice lords, they always come to you and they ask for money. You say no, I don't have any money, and then they'll go. All I find, all I keep. So I was like, you know, timid and shy. I was like, come on, man, you know, it's my mom. I got to go get milk for my mom. So they kind of left me alone. They did it to my cousins. So my cousins, they're not punks. They're like, ain't got it. What's up? So then they come, the game members come outside. My cousins is like, what's up? They fighting in the middle of the alleyway. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't know, probably like eight or nine years old, maybe 10. I don't remember. But I'm sitting there watching my cousins who live in a different neighborhood fight the game members who live in my neighborhood. What am I gonna do? So I'm just like, you know, I'm a little kid. I'm the smallest one out of everybody, so I ain't jumping on nobody. Honestly, I'm not fighting my cousins because I love them. My cousins, I'm not fighting gang members because when they go home, I'm left to 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 deal with this BS. You know what I'm saying? So that becomes part of who you who you are in those neighborhoods, and that's that's just a part of being an everyday kid in those types of environments. Traumatic in the sense that that forms you later on in your life. 
So now I'll look at a black person as a teenager, especially if I still lived there, I would look at a black person in those neighborhoods who I didn't know, and I'm like, yo, like fight or flight. That's what it is, because that's how I look at people when, I, when, I'm, when I'm exposed to traumatic events. I'm not able to discern what's, like, what's real and what's not real, because all I know is this trauma affected me in a way, and that's all I know. And I think we lose... We lose um, we underestimate that level of trauma because we don't really, we've never learned how to process that. And who's going to teach a child how to process trauma? Especially when the parents grew up in the same environment and they don't look at it as trauma. And then you got people self-medicating, alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, whatever, unhealthy food, and the cycle goes on and on and on. But when you're in those environments, this is all you know. And then you get up to be older, and then it starts off, you, you, you have to join something. You, you want love, you want to feel love, you want to feel safe, you want to feel secure. And whether you join a group based on love, safety, power, whatever it is, if you got to see somebody got money, you want money, you want to, you want to go that way. And there, it's not like the educational system is, is, there to, is designed to teach you how to avoid elements like gangs, for instance, or fighting after school, or fight, you know what I'm saying? Like those things are not taught in elementary school. They don't teach you how to process emotions, basically. And, you know, if you look at a different other group of people, they're not gonna understand what you mean because they, they probably grew up in a less traumatic environment. So the environment creates the person, and I think a lot of people forget about the environment as being the main reason why people do what they do. So it's not inherent for you to be a violent person. It's not inherent for you to you know, want to rob or shoot or kill, but you do those things because this is what you're exposed to and this is what, you, what you've learned how to do to, to get by in those environments. So... The thing that I'm, I, when, I, when I see people, like, especially like um, Candace Owens, like everybody's pounding on her for, for, her, for her take, and she's very articulate, and she's learning how to um, you know, make a niche for herself, and a lot of people are actually on her side in a way. And when I hear her talk, and I notice she's also experienced trauma, especially at the hands of um, racist white kids, she she chose to to process it the way she chose to, and then she she created this platform for herself, which made her very popular amongst a lot of people, and she's making a lot of money. But she's also creating a lot of anger from from black people because they feel like she needs to 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 at least understand where blacks are coming from. Now, the reason why trauma is so important to me is because. There's no way to to avoid it if you don't know how to get out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have a place to go because everywhere I went was right there in a little circle. So I was like, and I didn't, I wasn't asking to go anywhere. I actually loved my neighborhood. I wasn't trying to go anywhere. I was good. I'm like, Connecticut, what? You're crazy. I ain't trying to go in Connecticut, but I was too young to even think about staying in Chicago when I didn't have a, nobody else to, to live with. Like, my dad was gone, blah, 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 whatever. We could talk about the absence if the father being around a person's life, I'm sure it does affect the child. But 
In this, in this instance, we're going to talk about trauma to prison. <clears throat> so when you, when, you, when you think about just, just taking a, a person's perspective and then trying to, and trying to understand where they're coming from, when you hear people almost apologize for what's happening to, like, if you commit a crime, and, and a black person doesn't go off and and and, and create a, a whole stir about well that that black man just committed that crime why aren't you upset about this black on black situation it's almost like this is this has nothing to do with the societal issues the black on black situation I'm putting in air quotes because it's not really black on black crime it's just cohort on cohort crime it's neighbor on neighbor crime so that's different and if you wanted to um break it down and process why it's happening, then you need, you need to get back to, to the, the children, the younger children, and understand where they're coming from. But they don't even know how to process where they're coming from because it's just like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So if you make it out of that environment from a younger, from a young childhood, from a young teenager to like maybe your mid-20s, mid early 30s, if you make it out of there with no criminal record, you're like one of the lucky ones because it's just a cycle and it's like and it's like trauma to prison trauma to prison trauma to prison trauma to prison and it, it the the trauma isn't addressed it's just you get to a certain level at a certain age in your life and now it's like you start to do all this stuff because this is what you're doing this is your cohorts and the people who don't know you or don't know where you come from they just look at you as a as a as an ignorant, violent animal, so they're gonna treat you that way. Now, I don't know how to go to a certain neighborhood, right? Say, say we go to the West Side, Austin neighborhood, which is where I came from, and actually go to. Can you go to families or or parents and of young babies and talk to them about trauma and how they can avoid? Exposing their child to trauma? Can we do that? It's a question I really want to know. Can we go to people and intervene early? Like, sit in the hospital, have a social worker come to a person and say, hey, can you do this? Fill out this questionnaire and let's talk about trauma. Let's talk about the level of trauma in your life and what types of coping mechanisms you have to be able to, to raise a child in this environment. And maybe we can start to understand that it's not as simple as this kid is black, he lives here, they all do this in their neighborhood, put him in jail, lock him up because we can't control him, without actually addressing one of the main reasons why this is happening. So I'm, I'm curious for people to, to, to touch base with me and talk about it. We can you know, go back and forth. You can give me your ideas, you can give me your advice as well. But I really want to know how can we interrupt the cycle of trauma before the child becomes a young adult to where they're starting to act out and they're starting to do more things that can, that can be negative um, for the society. That's enough. 15, 16 minutes. I think that's long enough. All right.